0: Isn't it easier to remember the episode numbers now?
1: Significantly.
0: (laughs) Really should have taken that day off before.
1: Should have.
0: We should take five more days off.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we should. (laughs) Good morning, and welcome to episode 310 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus. I'm Sam Miller with BaseballProspectus.com editor, Ben
0: Lindbergh. <laughs> that, sure
1: that was awkward. Go. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, at least, at least people, people know what my job is now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Been... <laughs> uh, and occasional contributor uh, to the uh, Paul McCartney literature.
0: <laughs> yes. That's right
1: that was how did how did that ha- people don't know what that you wrote a piece for Grantland ranking Paul McCartney's deep cuts is mm-hmm. that what it was
0: yep that happened because I finally found stuff and and, it. and
1: we should note non-ironically
0: yeah <laughs>
1: you are you're a sincere fan of Paul McCartney's solo career
0: huge fan <laughs> uh I wrote that I was so excited to write that I wrote it a month before it was going to run just, I couldn't wait. Once I, once I decided to do it, I just sat down and did it because I couldn't possibly wait. Uh, I would have done it years ago if someone would have paid me to, but no one would have. Have
1: you, um, have you seen Paul McCartney solo live? Well, I, I guess yes. solo would be the only way. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm not that old.
1: Have you seen him with the Beatles?
0: <laughs> uh, I've yes, many times. I've seen him.
1: Really, many times. How much money have you spent on Paul McCartney's concerts? <sighs>
0: Uh, well, a couple times I was taken by family and probably didn't pay anything. Um, one time I, it was a free show, like a secret show he was doing that I found out about and got in. Uh, and then the last time I went, I found out that you can get cheap Paul McCartney tickets if you wait till like an hour or two before showtime and just like keep refreshing StubHub until people get desperate. I don't remember how much I got them for, but uh, less than list price. So I don't know. I mean, hundreds of dollars, but not not a ridiculous amount in total.
1: And given the choice, would you rather have uh, would would you rather live the rest of your life without ever hearing another Beatles song or without ever hearing a Paul McCartney solo song? Like, I guess what <laughs> I'm saying is, which which catalog do you prefer?
0: <laughs> it's it's closer than you think <laughs> for me. Uh, probably Beatles, but I'd probably kill myself either way. So I wouldn't want to Go live ahead. in either world. Are you right. are you talking to me through a beard right now? I'm not. Okay. Thought, I'm currently
1: I'm, i thought I'm currently beardless.
0: Okay. I saw Why your do you ask? I saw your tweet earlier about beards and I I thought you sounded different.
1: No, I um the last beard I had was in august but i very rarely keep one during the season i generally keep one in the off season oh. when nobody sees me see i the thing that i don't like about this whole beard thing is that um uh beards don't deserve attention beards are basically just a, an advertisement for your uh inability to fit into society mm-hmm. so I, i'm perfectly fine with people growing beards if they just don't want to be part of the world like that that's legitimate <laughs> to me why why waste effort what i don't like is that like these baseball players are essentially, they are the jocks of our culture. They are the cool kids. They are the, uh, the quarterbacks. Well, I was going to say that the quarterbacks of the culture, except, you know, we have quarterbacks, but they're essentially, they are essentially handsome, uh, sort of bro types who can be on the cover of GQ and represent the mainstream. And, um, and a beard in that setting, it looks just dumb and forced. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I'm totally fine with people who um who are just scummy losers like me mm-hmm. uh, having a beard i I don't like the uh, the beard fashion statement from Jocks.
0: so you'll not be naming your beard I'm
1: fine. I don't particularly mind if they they grow it either. I prefer they not name it, I guess yeah is where I, is where I go.
0: yeah, I've never gotten to full beard. I've gotten. Kind of close, just through sheer laziness and reluctance to shave and the fact that I don't see people much. Um, but I've never quite gotten all the way. I always have to go outside at some point before it becomes a beard, and then I do something about it.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't have to go outside. I mean, for five months of the year, I, I just don't have to go outside at all. And most beards that I grow are accidental. They yeah. s- six days pass, and I realize I've already got one.
0: Yes. Uh, so, Segway, you were just watching a lot of beards.
1: <laughs> I want to I correct the record. Yesterday, when we were talking about Miguel Cabrera, mm. and I, I suggested that the predictability of, of the way that teams were attacking him might have caught up to them, and, and that he was able to just sit on that outside fastball and, and, and adjust and do damage. And I've since looked, and in fact, virtually all of his hits during his you know successful stretch over the last like seven games or whatever— uh, have come on pitches that were middle in, um, so in fact he's he's basically hitting mistakes, uh, and the plan to throw him outside pitches still does seem to be working.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and, so that's corrected. Okay, and last Amador update ever, I promise. Uh, Sean Foreman finally humored me, so he is now three fifteen on Baseball Reference, which is actually too heavy, but I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> you
1: just said something oh
0: yeah well probably doesn't listen
1: all right so a um, couple of quick things from this game or do you want to talk about tomorrow's game uh, the, the Dodgers Cardinals game because the the question about Kershaw that somebody sent us is moderate is, is interesting enough yeah. and I let's yeah I, I, let's I talk sorry. about that
0: question but let's talk about your game first
1: all right so uh, Alex uh, Avila left the game after a collision and um, you know, in the in like the, the 20 minutes or so between the collision and him actually officially leaving the game, there was much discussion about his concussion history um, and whether you know this was a this was a sort of particularly unsettling play to watch because of that. And when he left, Ken Rosenthal reported from the dugout that it uh, that the concussion that, that a concussion was not a concern that it was simply a knee injury that he had his knee twisted or something along those lines. And um, and John Shomby of uh, of ESPN's radio crew. Was talking about this later and sort of, uh, cons- sort of uh, speculating that um, that 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 might not actually be the. F- like, I mean, John didn't have any inside information, but he said that it was interesting that they showed so many shots of, of Avila in the dugout um, right after the play and the in the inning after the play and you know lots and lots of conversations between the trainer and him and the coaches and him. I mean, there was a, you you could just see that like he was being monitored and looked at and 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 watched very closely Mm -hmm. and as sean b pointed out nobody was pointing at his knee like there was never any indication that they were worried about his knee there was like you you would think if the knee were enough to take him out of the game maybe you would have seen somebody check his knee Mm -hmm. and so i just wonder if you think that um that's kind of uh you know a, a little too paranoid to to talk about that or do you think that we're still at a place where teams might be kind of covering up the extent of head injuries in situations like this?
0: Uh, I don't know about covering up, but I've I've been kind of slowly writing an article and talking to people about catchers and concussions over the last mm-hmm. month or so. And I talked to David Ross and uh, I talked to some doctors and some people with MLB and I spoke to Jose Lobaton, who had a really terrible concussion experience, um, and it seems like uh, the impression I got is that baseball is very much on top of this. Like they're not, uh, like the NFL kind of has this reputation of being slow to react to the news or trying to minimize the the seriousness of it. Seems like MLB is kind of been out in front of it or has been pretty diligent about monitoring it and trying to to make sure that they have the latest information and the latest protocols. And it seems like um, they don't necessarily know right away if there has been a concussion or if there's a possibility of a concussion. I think it was Lobaton told me that like when he was hit, it felt right away, it, it felt like just any other foul tip. He didn't really know that anything was was terribly wrong right away Um, and then I think it was after he after the inning was over I think he might have come back out for another inning or something and then uh, he just started feeling really nauseated and and after a while and I think went and threw up or something in the the dugout bathroom and then it got more serious from there but it's not um, it's not like like a flip switches and you're you're not concussed and then you're concussed or you can't, you can't tell right away sometimes. Um, and it seems like I spoke to a, a trainer also with the Rangers and there's just a whole new protocol about it where uh, like it used to be that everyone would come out and they'd surround the catcher and everything. And now it's just supposed to be like everyone gives him space. The trainer comes out uh, and does a little diagnostic or something himself and um and so it's—I don't know—I I think it's—it's it's worth uh, worrying about, and I'm sure the tigers were were worried about it. I don't know whether they were covering anything up or just being cautious and you know trying to watch him closely for any signs of anything.
1: Well, uh, I guess the—I guess the question is, I mean, without actually knowing anything, I mean, the the, the question that Shambi's raising is. Was it really his knee, or, mm-hmm. or was he actually leaving for? I mean, they said it was his knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have? Do you, would you would you have any sort of inclination to suspect that it's it's not his knee? I mean, is there any reason that that you would think that
0: mm-hmm.
1: that they would have an incentive to not say it was uh, you know concussion concerns or concussion symptoms? I mean, my my I don't know what the protocol is in baseball. My my understanding is that in football, basically, mm-hmm. if you have concussion symptoms, then they have to bring you out even if they don't know you have a concussion they'd like do a checklist and if there's you know enough of the enough of the 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 red flags go up even if it's not a concussion they have to pull you out for for x number of you know x amount of time and my further my further assumption is that basically doing the test almost gets you there like if you have reason to do the test you could probably uh you know fail that test almost automatically. Mm. I don't know what baseball's policy is as far as in the moment. Do you know?
0: Mm, I mean, I don't, can
1: they, could, could they have just like, if a guy got hit in the head with a bat and he was wobbling around, would, would, would the, I mean, is there any protocol that keeps the team if they wanted to from just waiting until after the game to check him out,
0: Uh, which is
1: how football was forever?
0: Not that I know of. Um, I don't know. I mean, we see people get hit all the time, right? I mean, catchers get foul tipped constantly and it's not like they, they do a test every time. Um, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I think everyone's very vigilant about it and pretty conscientious about it. And if you suspected that a guy had a concussion, you probably wouldn't want him playing anyway. Right. I mean, even if you weren't concerned about his health, you, you just, I mean, he wouldn't be helping you at that point. Um, I don't know why would what incentive would they possibly have for? Are you thinking about it as some kind of like Deke the Red Sox thing where they don't want to let on that it's more serious than it is? Or
1: no, no, I'm just thinking that it's a sensitive thing. If they if if they had if they had I, and I I'm gonna I, I'll just say I don't I don't think that we have a lot of I, I don't think there's good evidence that this is what's happening and I don't think it probably is what's happening and Ch- and Chomby also noted that. Uh, he seemed to be limping later, which would mm-hmm. suggest, uh, you know, some credibility to the to the knee explanation. So, I'm, I mean, I definitely probably take the tigers at their word. I do take the tigers at their word. I'm more interested in just kind of a, as an academic discussion. But um, no, I mean, I think that the the incentive to lie, if there is one, would be that um, that you know head tr- head injuries are very sensitive, and if they let him play for an hour before pulling him, mm-hmm. they they would have to answer hard questions.
0: Yeah. Right there's a lot of incentive to be very careful about it
1: it is also incentive from their perspective to to not have to answer hard questions about it mm-hmm. if you if you failed to be careful yes right you wouldn't you wouldn't want to be caught not being careful i guess
0: yeah i'm glad uh, so my I'm glad i'm not a sorry. catcher
1: yeah uh i would well no you're not i <laughs> mean you would you would absolutely love to be a major league catcher. <laughs> you, you're glad that you're not currently concussed. I don't. Know. But
0: I never. I would I never aspired to be a, a major league baseball player. Even when I was a little kid playing baseball, I never seriously. I never dreamed about that or anything.
1: I, because you were realistic, or because you just it wasn't what you wanted to do.
0: Uh, I don't like participating in team sports.
1: Interesting. It was all I dreamed about. It was completely my dream.
0: I dreamed about so, like being a general manager
1: so did you play you played right
0: i played like through eighth grade on school teams and stuff but um...
1: did did you i mean did you i'm curious how much you practiced and how much because i was i was a tiny tiny kid i had no no i had no no athletic ability and no muscle um but i was you know committed to making the majors (laughs) and so i mean i was like you know i was the hundreds of ground balls every day kid Uh and you know like uh you know the the you know couple hundred swings a day kid but that's because I had a I had a incentive I mean I was going to make the majors I had to do that I don't know if I would have done it just to win my stupid little league game
0: yeah I I had a very hard time motivating myself I mean you know I wanted to win just because we were playing and my teammates wanted to win and everything but I was I don't know I was very philosophical about the whole thing like you know eighth grade no one's gonna remember who wins here or, or <laughs> yeah. who loses. My my yeah. my coaches loved that attitude. Um,
1: I actually do remember a lot of games and how they ended. Now that I think about it,
0: I remember a few things.
1: I think I remember. I remember. I remember specific people being bad too. Like there are people. I'm not gonna name names. But now that I think about it, there are people who 20 years later I still think that guy sucked at baseball. Mm-hmm. So some people do remember.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it was. I. I I feel like I probably could have played in high school if I wanted to. I went to like a little Catholic boys school and I was okay. I I probably had the athletic ability to play there, but I had a lot of homework to do.
1: Did you say you went to a little? Uh, did you say you went to a little Catholic boy school? Did I yeah. hear that right? <laughs> I, only, I, only, little Catholic. I was a
0: little Catholic boy at that time until I was. What was
1: the height limit?
0: <laughs> I until I was sixteen or seventeen, I was I was a very little Catholic boy. Uh, but yeah, it was like that was the point where weekend practice became a thing, and that was just sort of a deal breaker for me. I just kind of wanted uh-huh. to go home and read science fiction or something. All
1: right. Um, so this, I don't have much to say about. I just want to note it. I, my big, my the, the thing that makes me happiest about this postseason uh, is that uh, Koji Uehara has yeah. has has survived. I mean, he's thrived, but he has survived. I was terrified going into this that he was going to give up um, some big home run because that is that is what he does. You know, occasionally he does give up the home run, mm-hmm. and uh, he was going to give up some big home run, and we were going to hear all about how. He throws too many strikes. He's not a real closer. This is why teams didn't trust him. And it was all going to get denarrativized uh, right before our eyes. And I'm just so thrilled that he is, that everybody gets to watch him do this. It's just delightful. I'm, I'm genuinely happy about this fact.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, he, he did give up a home run, right?
1: He did. He gave up one, and it passed. It Mm -hmm. it just passed. The second one probably might have killed him, but he got he got he got away with one, Mm -hmm. and that's nice. I mean, just that is nice. But um, part partly helped. I think he came back the next day and had like a five out save.
0: Yeah, again again tonight,
1: and again tonight. Yeah. So uh, the the return the uh, the four plus out save continues to uh, to accumulate. I'm happy about that.
0: Keeping account.
1: I am, I need, uh, the sixth one will be the, the, well, I guess the seventh one will be the record breaker uh, in recent history, but uh, really, there's only been one year higher than six in recent years, so we're at, I think we're at four, at five now, I think, maybe we're at five now, so
0: we're, we're getting there. I'm proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, uh-huh. I feel, I feel like we were ahead of the curve on Uehara. Am, I, am uh, I wrong? I mean, obviously, he'd been good before we ever talked about him but he never he did I don't know we talked about how he should have gotten more money this winter right
1: we were at, yeah we were ahead of the curve in talking about him I don't yeah. want to I mean I don't know I don't know that we were ahead of the curve in recognizing that he was good I mean certainly there no, were
0: he had been good for quite some time which was why we were surprised yeah. that that he yeah. hadn't made more money but yeah it's, right, so it's nice to see
1: okay so let's finally let's talk about this this question that uh, do you have it in front of you
0: yes a uh, question comes from Andrew He says, in theory, how many runs would the Dodgers have to score in the top of the first to just pull Kershaw and throw a patchwork staff uh, game or Ryu on short rest? Surely if they drop a 10 spot, they are safe to go to a pen game and run Kershaw out to oppose Wainwright in game seven. Um, So, yeah, I wanted to answer this. Uh, The first thing I did was look to see what the record for runs scored in an inning was because I didn't know offhand. Um, I
1: remember a game, I remember a 14 runner when I was a kid.
0: There was a 14 run game. The Indians scored 14 runs, I think, off the Yankees in 2009, uh, off the, the World Series winning Yankees. Um, but the record is 17, or that's the the modern record happened in the, in the 50s. So I just to start out, I just thought, okay, what if what if they tie the record? What if the Cardinals come out and score 17 runs in the first inning? Would, Not the Cardinals. The Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers, yeah. Would would Mattingly pull Kershaw in that case? Because I kind of have a hard time imagining him being pulled under any circumstances, any realistic circumstances, because it's the playoffs, and he's the ace, and uh, I don't know. I just feel like, like maybe they wouldn't pull him, but then if you leave him in for two innings, then you might as well leave him in for... For a regular start, I guess at that point. I'd... Yeah, if
1: he well, if he pitches, if he pitches two innings, he's only available for you know maybe two the next day. Yeah. Um, I the and so the question, the real question is, if he warms up, yeah, is that is that have you already have you already gone too far? Mm-hmm. Um, and so so here's my here's my we we can answer. Uh, do you want to keep going down? Do you want to keep picking numbers, or are uh, we gonna?
0: Yeah, we. Well, what do you seventeen? Say? It
1: seems like if he, if he threw, if they scored seventeen in the first, mm-hmm. I think I don't think they pitch him.
0: Yeah, uh, right. Because, yeah, I I guess if right because they'll be in St. Louis, and so he won't have even pitched yet at that point. So, you could just take him out. He won't have even appeared, and he'll be kind of fresh the next day. So, yeah, okay. If they tie the record, I'll say that it happens. So so I guess we should we should answer what we think the number should be and what we think the number actually would be.
1: Well, I don't want to answer what it should be quite yet because okay. I want to talk about another thing. But okay. um, I would guess that the number is uh, pro- like probably 12.
0: Is what it would be?
1: Is, is what it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I could see it being 10 I, I don't think nine gets it done though
0: Yeah I think you need double digits I do too <laughs> um, okay what was the other thing you wanted to say?
1: well it's it's on this topic mm-hmm. it's actually th- this is what I think they should do and they can't really do it now because there's no um, uh, precedent for it in, in Kershaw's career but it seems to me that it's it's fair, it's fairly obvious what they should do in, in, a, in a perfect world is that they would pitch. Uh, uh, Kenley Jansen in the first inning, Brian Wilson in the second inning, maybe, um, another reliever in the third, and then they have three innings to see what kind of game it is. Because Mm. after three innings, it's perfectly reasonable that they would be up seven, nothing Mm -hmm. or uh, something. And I I would think if you're up seven, nothing after three, uh, it's probably best to use Kershaw. And, and in that case, they wouldn't have even had to warm him up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's not going to come in until third, and I think this actually makes a ton of sense. Because when you think about it, um, I mean, we have this idea about high leverage innings, and some innings are worth more than other innings, and that's why, you know, Craig Kimbrel doesn't pitch the, you know, the the fourth inning up by sixteen runs. Um, but the that's sort of an illusion. Every inning is worth, you know, in, in any individual game, the ninth inning is is worth as much as the first inning. Um, the, the, the thing is, though, that with a finite number of resources, a finite number of good pitchers, you save your good pitchers for the times where it's most likely to affect the outcome. Mm-hmm. Now, in this case, there's only one finite resource that the Dodgers have. Kenley Jansen can pitch tomorrow, and he, or he can pitch the, the next two games. There's no, there's no real limit on what he's going to be able to do over the next two games. The mm-hmm. Dodgers can pitch in, you know, in Game 6 with no real concern about what he's going to do in Game 7. Same with Brian Wilson. Same with their whole bullpen. Same with everybody except Kershaw, who is the one finite resource. Mm -hmm. So you do, if you could, you do want to leverage Kershaw. So in a way, the long season gets completely switched up in this case. And the only possibility of leveraging your innings is to wait and see if you can possibly use Kershaw. Mm -hmm. Now, the one downside to this, I guess other than, I mean, the the obvious downside is that nobody's prepared for this and it would look weird, but the, in a, in a world where this was realistic, the one downside is Mm -hmm. that, uh, well, I guess there's two. One is that you're limited to six innings in Kershaw with Kershaw. Now I would argue that that's not a bug, Mm -hmm. but that's actually good. Like you should, I would say that as long as you have a fresh bullpen Mm -hmm. and your bullpen is not under any sort of strain, you should almost always limit your starters to six innings or maybe less. Um, Kershaw might be the exception. Kershaw might be, like, the one case where, in fact, uh, he's uh, better the third time through the order or even the fourth time than most of the relievers Mm -hmm. in the Dodgers bullpen. Mm -hmm. Um, So conceivably, the downside would be there. Um, The other downside would be that you don't have the option of getting, you know, Kenley Jansen for a four-out save um, if you you wanted to do that. I mean, there are situations where Kenley Jansen would go more than an inning. Although, in Game 6... Maybe not a lot. I mean, I'm not. I think that Mattingly would use Kenley Jansen for more than three outs in an extreme situation, but it would not be the case that he would do it in any one-run game Mm -hmm. because he's got another game to play tomorrow and he's going to want him, you know. Then the and the other nice thing is that um, you don't give the Dodgers or sorry the the Cardinals any chance to, uh, you know, to use their pinch hitters really against against uh, Wilson and, and Jansen and anybody else in the bullpen because you're if you do they would basically have no bench for the rest of the game. So you're kind of taking away their ability to sack the lineup lefty righty the way they would want to. Mm-hmm. So uh, so it seems and, and you also get to I, I don't know I was gonna say you also get to to pinch. It's a little tricky because you don't get to pinch hit late in the game you have to pinch hit early in the game. I'm not sure that matters. It, I don't know if it matters. It's you're just as likely to have runners on in the second or the third as you are in the eighth or ninth. Mm-hmm. So that might actually be that might not be a problem. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah. So I think it. I think it works. Now the most likely scenario is that the Dodgers are you know up one nothing or something after three and they have to bring in Kershaw. and It ends up being exactly the same. But mm-hmm. if they score, so so let's say in that scenario, let's say they're going to go three with the pen and six with Kershaw. Now how many do they need to score? How many do they need to score through through 2 that you don't even warm him up and how many do they have to score through 3 that you don't bring him in? Uh and now we're, you're a lot closer to the end of the game.
0: Yeah, so, if you have, so
1: you also you also used the back end of your bullpen.
0: Yeah. So you have 6 innings to go and you would put in what, do you, what would you you'd put in Ryu? I guess or, I
1: guess you put in Ryu. Mm-hmm. Uh Probably, depending on the score. I mean, he's an option. Maybe he comes in for, you know, a couple innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you could, you know, you could bring in... Capuano's injured, is that right?
0: Uh, Cap- he's not on the roster, I don't think.
1: Okay, so, you know, you could, you if you really wanted, you could go an all-bullpen game. I mean, most of the guys in the bullpen aren't pitching, mm-hmm. you know, at this point anyway. Like, they're only really going with two two or three guys. So you could pretty easily scrap together a bullpen game, and you know maybe get three out of Volquez if you wanted to do that. And if you do that, the nice thing about doing that is if in the fifth things start to get closer, or the sixth things start to get closer, you still have Kershaw. You could still go to Kershaw anytime it gets within you know say four or five runs. You could just bring in Kershaw, and you still have Ryu help, uh, fresh the next day. Mm-hmm. If you went with Ryu on short rest, then you basically can't use Kershaw anymore, mm-hmm. unless unless you were ready, willing to go with Granky on. I guess two days rest, mm-hmm. uh, or don't <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I think.
1: Oh, you'd have yeah, you'd have an for a couple of innings. I guess he's he's had. Well, what's he had? Two days. So I guess you don't really have
0: Alaska. But yeah, I don't think they want Alaska anyway. Um, well, I don't know. Over over six innings. I mean, what's even the the difference between? What's the difference in expected runs allowed for between Kershaw and Ryu over six innings? It seems like... It, That's Ryu on, Ryu
1: on short rest. So, true. So then it's probably three runs.
0: I don't even think it would be that... I'm uh, not, would, sorry, no, not over six innings. Yeah, so no. Nine innings, over, three,
1: it would be three runs. Yeah, over, over six, six innings, be, maybe
0: two, uh, maybe... Two, two runs, yeah. At most, I think, so...
1: Two runs, but with a lot, a lot higher potential of disaster.
0: Yeah, maybe. probably. Um... I don't know. I think I'd probably do it with a five-run lead.
1: Five runs through three. Yeah. But you, would you warm him up if you if it was five through two, or <clears throat> I guess if you would bring him in at through three, you wouldn't warm him up in two. Yeah. Five seems. I, I don't know if I'd do it at five. I'd do six, which isn't a big difference, but it feels like one to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we know we know Kershaw has relief experience. He relieved in the All Star game. So he's a, he's an old hand at that. Uh, uh-huh. So yeah, I I like the idea. I don't know. Uh, what are the the downsides? All seem to be sort of soft factors, right? Psychological stuff. Relievers won't be won't be prepared to start a game. Kershaw won't be prepared to come in in relief. They'll they'll all be something less than their true talent in their regular roles. Um, I guess that would be the argument. And if you're Mattingly, then you have probably some additional incentive not to try anything crazy because if it doesn't work out whether it's because of that crazy idea or not people will will blame you for it yeah people
1: have already been, i mean the average dodger fan if they don't win the average dodger fan has mentally already banked the win because it was Kershaw and will think that any any way that they lose tomorrow the average dodger fan will will find somebody to blame because they had Kershaw going you know like in his head that guy thinks Kershaw would have won if you'd done it straight.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But who cares? Manning's Manning's a tough
0: guy. <laughs> right. Uh. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. Well, what? we'll talk. We'll see if they do it. If they do <laughs> yeah. it, we can talk about it.
0: Well, other strange things we've talked about have have come to pass. So we'll see where our powers extend.
1: By the way, I right.
0: the one thing that. I never dreamed of being a, a baseball player for the actual playing or the fame or the money, but I'd love to be a baseball player to be a good quote. Mm. I would love to be like the go-to guy in the clubhouse who will give you an interesting quote. And I'd, I would not. I'd be that guy because – like having been a, you know, interviewing players, often it's sort of a letdown and they don't give you anything interesting. And then you talk to the one guy who like actually considers your question and really gives it some thought instead of just spouting some cliche. And you're so grateful to that guy just for like treating it as an actual conversation that he's participating in instead of an ordeal that he has to get through, which, I mean, I would treat it probably as an ordeal that that I have to get through. But if I could just kind of come in and like, be the guy that that reporters come to after the game and i'd say something interesting and i'd be like the i'd be a hero to all the bloggers and everything because i'd i'd be the former editor in chief of baseball prospectus who became became a baseball player uh that'd be pretty cool i'd like to be that i would
1: yeah i would not be a good quote if i if i were a professional baseball player i would very deliberately never give a good quote (laughs) Uh, i do not i do not trust reporters like me i just do not trust us
0: yeah, but you also don't like confrontation or like uh, awkward interactions, so you wouldn't want to just turn people away either.
1: Well, the path of least resistance in a clubhouse is to be boring.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I would not. I I would generally advise. I generally advise people not to not to talk to reporters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, except us, talk to us. We won't do you uh, wrong. Uh, okay, so that's the week in podcasts. Um, send us emails for next week at podcast at baseballperspectus.com. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash effectively wild. There are people talking about playoffs in there. And rate and review us and subscribe to us on iTunes. And we will be back on Monday.